This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez? What do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to the Ailing Vale podcast. It's Wednesday the 9th of August. It's 10 to 8 at night. It's the first, and spoiler alert, not the last League Cup review. As the Vale only went and got themselves in the app for the second round. One step closer to Wembley, Johnny. How's it going? All right, I can't complain. Had a, had a good evening last night down there. Saw some, saw some good goals. Some even better goalkeeping, so... Happy days. A lot more positives than Saturday, but also for me, and we'll talk as we get on, some worrying signs for me as well. Yeah, I think it'd be, you can see it in two goals, that it's always going to be a worry, especially from set pieces, isn't it? But yeah, I think there there was more positives than negatives this time. Yeah, let's hope so and let's see how we go. And we're joined by Andy, who poshed it up last night. How's it going, Andy? Yeah, I'm sad. Yeah, I had um, a nice experience up in the up in the posh seats, up in the Robbie Suites. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd do it again if it was. Uh, there's another. Well, if we get drawn at home, I'll have a look and see if we can get in next time. Before um, I think I might have nicked some season ticket holders' normal seat, and they probably wouldn't have been happy with it. But if we can get back in there, um, it's decent. It's a decent package, you know. Um, good. Sort of buffet, good um, bit of cake at half time. Um, oh, what cake talk dirty to us? Well, um, there was some lemon drizzle, there was some chocolate brownies, um, a few other bits and bobs as well, but it's only one per person. They were, they were being quite strict with it. Oh. So you had to quite discreet, you know, sort of, if, if you're going to take two, you had to be very clever about it. Not that I did, but 
I want to be invited back, so I'm. I'll obviously I, I I obeyed the rules. Yeah, that sounds perfect to me. And obviously the Vale played Fleetwood in the League Cup. We went one nil down after four minutes, and I don't know about you two because again we all sat separately. But I feared the worst after four minutes when we were two down, eight one down, and then we equalised, changed the game one three two, and we'll go through the stats in a minute. So much better than Saturday, as we've already said. First of all, Johnny, it was your first taste of competitive football in the Amel. Because you didn't go in there for Swindon, did you? No, I didn't. No, first taste of competitive football in the Amel. How did you find it? Not for me. Um, I'm not a massive fan of being behind the goal at football anyway. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, it felt weird being at Vale Park. Um, I've, I've, I've always sat in either Lord Street or the paddock. Mm. So I've always been at the side in some vein. So yeah, it just it it just felt a bit odd. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm not a fan of it. Not again, and it's not that. Oh God, Vale have got this wrong. This is awful. It just wasn't for me. I same as you. I like began the touchline, especially at Vale Park. I, I tell you what was weird. Go on. Like the facilities, like you you don't realise how actually good they are compared to like the paddock sort of thing until you actually use them, like. This is going to sound really stupid now, but you you went to get something to eat, and there's a there's a queuing system. Mm. So so like there's there's the little bar thing that's that stops you going down down it, so you've got a clear exit, and things like that. Just you realise how easy it is to implement when it's inside, and there's nothing else there because obviously the 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 food's right in the corner, isn't it? So. No, I'm with you. That was much better. And did you use the toilets? I did. Didn't smell as much as the paddock, but I did think they could have done with a bloody good clean. Yeah, they could have. They could have done with a bit of a clean. It, but the windows are nice. Yeah, windows are nice. And talking about the food, obviously, Andy, you had the posh food up in the box. Um, who's that new company that we're using for the food? What? What food hub? Yeah, yeah they they got a sister company by any chance? Well, go on. Have you got a bad joke here? Well, I'm just thinking for these gentlemen when they're typing them food up, they need to make sure that they don't go to the other up that they normally are. Right, I get you, dirty dog. Yeah, yeah I need to be like Port Vale and they go to POR. Just doesn't suggest the rest of the website. Well, <laughs> well, there's something there, there's something there. But I did see Richie actually in the concourse at half time. Was telling me that the sales of the burgers and hot dogs had gone down very well. Well, certainly yeah, hot dogs with burgers on as well. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I had a cheeseburger. Did you? I said they'd gone very well, the sales of them. So, well done to the commercial, because if that means more revenue, more money into the club, we might be able to get another striker. Yeah, the cheeseburger was decent. Right. Like, one of the things that like I always moan about like when they're pre-packed is sometimes the bread goes a bit hard, doesn't it? Yes, but the, the they kept it nice. It wasn't it wasn't then the opposite. Sometimes it is really soggy as well, and it was quite decent. I was quite impressed by everything. So I, I did see pictures of some people's pies where it was basically black inside because they've been overcooked. Yeah. So maybe the pies needs a little bit of work, but the burgers, hot dogs, and all the condiments that go with it. I saw all the rollover condiments, and you got a wide variety of choice of sauces for your burger. Yeah, got excited by the barbecue sauce I did. Was a good barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah, I love barbecue sauce on a burger. Yeah. Can't beat it. 
But let's get into the match. Let's talk about it. So let's bring up the stats on my phone. Finish Port Vale 3, Fleetwood 2. Two goals for Chesney, one for Josh Thomas. And then Fleetwood took the lead through Kane Addis after five. Then Ryan Gordon, Ryan Graydon even on 47. So Fleetwood went one up, Vale equalised, two one Fleetwood, Vale equalised. Then Vale won it in the 72nd minute. The stats. Ooh, I haven't looked at these yet. Have you looked at the stats before I ask you? I have. Okay, nuts. Right, Andy. Yeah. Possession, what are you going with? Um, I reckon we probably had about 47%. I'd have gone 45-ish for us before the loot. We had 38% possession. So they're 62. That surprises me. Yep. Surprises me. Shots, we had 12 to their 14. So not a lot in that. On target, we had 7 to their 5. So we weren't there keeping more. Off target, 2 apiece. Passes, and obviously this is where possession comes from. 299, Vale, 478, Fleetwood. Clear-cut chances, though. Johnny, did you get as far down as clear-cut chances? Um, well, the, the the start I'm using at the minute, they, they've got big chances, so I don't know if that's the same. Well, I'm using Sky for no. those. There are other statistics sites out there, because they don't sponsor us, so we're not just going to say them. Um, what's yours got? Four. Mine's got four. Four nil to the Vale. But it's got, yeah, four nil. And this has three big chances missed by the Vale as well. Right. And, I, well, this is good. I'll tell you one. So, apparently, Alice Harrison, 53rd minute, um, completely missed the target. One and four of them goes in, apparently. Right, can't think of that one. Yeah. Um, one that I'm flashed just... wide, it sort of went, yeah. I'd vaguely remember it because I was like in that corner in the Robbie Williams suite and it looked like he was going across the face of goal and maybe in, into the corner but it just sort of went wide um, yeah. headed towards the disabled stand didn't it yeah um, one of the other ones was um, Arblaster in the 12th minute yes Ooh. Um, was that in front they, of us in front of the Amel yes it was yes I think that's the one where he was probably about 8 yards out and scuffed it and it kind of rolled through to the goalie that was the one where we had a bit of a break on and if we'd have just worked it a little bit better, we'd have passed it into someone's run instead of getting it into yes. the feet. We, we would have been away, but I think Plant and Thomas, I think it was Thomas and I think Harrison got involved as well and it just seemed we just hesitated and, and held it up a little bit and by the end, it was into his feet, our blaster and, and the chance had just gone a bit. Yeah, and that was thinking, the one. Just, just, just get, get a pass away get a bit earlier a bit snappier and and in play into the run so it's just nicely in front of them instead of being right into the feet you know yeah no i do remember that one next one um ethan cheslet's goal the second goal second goal yeah i was going to say because the first one you wouldn't call a big chance would you? it's just a yeah. beautiful finish Apparently, the expected goal on that is 0.99 on the second one. Yeah, on his diving header. In all fairness, I've only ever seen one person miss a diving header from there. Fair enough. I don't know if you'll remember it. Who was it? Me. You. Playing for Portly Vale away at Telford and you crossed it. You drilled it across the box, low and hard, diving header. I went in, put it wide. You looked like you're a fucking dick. 
Didn't, in, did we, we, didn't we batter him that day? Yeah, we were about 6-0 up at the time. Yeah, and I was fuming. Yeah, you were. You were fuming. Yeah. I missed the side I, of him three yards out. <laughs> I, remember, I remember now, yeah. <laughs> Back to me, yeah. I, I, was, I, was dead, I was dead angry. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. You wanted I'm, an assess bonus of zero pounds. Yeah, I'm a winner, that's why. And I wanted, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and I'll be honest, the other one, I can't find a fourth one. Because unless unless something happened where we didn't get a shot away, there's yeah. there's, there's nothing really expected goals that jumps out other than Josh Thomas's forty fourth minute effort, which is a zero point one one. But I I don't know that one that says one and ten go in, so I wouldn't say that was a big chance. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, that was that's where we were, Johnny. Because we were hundred percent sure we were going to do. A proper review show of it with it being a league cup. You didn't send me anything before the game, but thoughts on the lineup and Mark for Crosby and the coaching staff after the game. We didn't do one Saturday because we thought it'd be a bit harsh after the 7 0 drumming. So we'll get back to it tonight. Yeah, I'll be honest, before the game, I thought he dropped the wrong centre half. So I would have pulled Cass out instead of Jones. Mm. Um, and obviously, we'll get to it. I was worried by plant like because not not because he's not a good player i just don't think he's a wing back i think mm. a couple of times last night that showed again but luckily he's rapid um and i was also a bit worried about the midfield because Ch- chislet ojo arblast is a bit bit offensive yeah um, and i think that showed a couple of times uh but do you know what? Overall, things think things went really well, didn't they? So I'd say seven for Crosby. I, he loses a mark because I fucking hate zonal marking. It stresses me out massively, and it gives your keeper not a single chance of coming and claiming a ball. So that we we need get better at that if we're doing it. We need get a lot better at it. Uh, but I think. I think you've got to do a bit of both realistically. I think I think you've, you've you've got to work it so that you identify the big lads and get Smithy, Harrison and whoever your other centre halves are picking them up and then mark zones with, with the smaller lads, so like Plantar Blast the Chisler, for example. I'm all right with them marking zones. Um but we've got to make sure that we react to it as well, because that was what cost us the first goal and there was a couple of efforts after that, and it wasn't until pretty much the last kick of the game where they had that corner where Smithy charged out at their lad on the edge of the area that we actually realised that maybe closing down them long shots is a is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, don't disagree with any of that. Andy, anything to add? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't think there's really a dogmatic answer to whether you're zonal or if you're mantle line marking. You've got to do a bit of both. You've got to be in zones to cut out balls that are going through like you know you want a front postman don't you but the trouble is if you stood in a zone and the ball's coming to you you're probably going to get out jumped by somebody who's arriving getting a good run on the ball whereas you're stood under it you're not going to get a great leap are you so um i'm there's a lot of work to do from set pieces uh you know we're normally terrible at set pieces as long as i've known as as long as I've been to watch fail. 
and somehow this year, after a couple of games, we look even worse than usual. So I'd like to see whatever whatever Crosby's trying to make happen, it needs to start working soon because every time the ball's going into the box, everyone's having kittens. Yeah. Maybe it's because we're British and English and all press never picks up on anything positive. It's always the negative. But I can never remember a football pundit going, that zonal marking was fantastic. All I ever remember saying is, they've been caught zonal marking again. Yeah, and I think I think Andy hit the nail on the head for me. I think it's got to be a bit of both. Um, and I just think it was clearly zonal yesterday, and I think that that and I think that pulled us out. But Crosby seemed to insinuate after that it's not going to be solely zonal. So let's see how that develops. But yeah, uh, it it needs to develop quickly. The one thing I did pick up on, because I was having a debate with a chap in front of me in the Amel last night, is that on the corners he was asking why Thomas was kind of, if you watched him, he was on the 18-yard wide line, so closest to the corner flag. Mm. Kind of there when a corner's taken. So he's not really blocking the corner and making it harder for him to swing it in. He's not marking anyone. What's he doing there? And I said to him, I says, if you watch, the second that ball is taken, he'll be on his bike. So basically, he's there because if Ripley catches it or we clear it, the aim has cleared it down that side. He's unmarked because of where he stood and he gets away. And literally, as I explained that to him, from their corner, we won a corner, if you remember. And it come from Thomas running down that flank. Yeah. And like he said, he said, well, why not just leave him on the halfway line and let him go from there? And it's modern football into a lot of Manchester, but if you leave him on the halfway line, they're going to have two or three on him. Whereas you put him there, he's actually completely unmarked. And then he can break, yeah. got the run. And as I say, it went from them to us. Now, that doesn't mean I agree with the zonal marking and it was all great because we all know it wasn't. So we'll go from there. Yeah, sometimes you want someone on the halfway line to take a couple of bodies away out of the area. But otherwise, go up for the corner. It just, just drags their men away, doesn't it? So it's... There's a lot of bluff, bluff and double bluff. It's all, I don't know, it's just all part of part and parcel, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. It is. Uh, let's do Ref Watch here then. So, Ref Watch brought to you by Repair Hyphen Glasses. Get yourselves over there. It's repairhyphenglasses.co.uk. Another fellow Vale fan, support him if you need your glasses repairing. Does exactly what it says on the, we're going to say on the temper, on the, on the URL. Says a URL, isn't it? I'm not a technology person, you are. Says a URL, does exactly what it says on the URL. Get yourself over, repair-glasses.co.uk. Ref watch, I thought, let's separate the ref's performance with the new rules again. I thought the new rules worked well, however the ref implemented them poorly last night. And I thought the ref got a three out of ten for me. I thought he was pretty shocking. Um... Alice Addison got wiped out on the edge of the box. Second, was it second half? No, first half, because we're shooting into the ammo. Yeah. Got wiped out on the edge of the box. Well, he played a good advantage, fair enough. But then didn't go back and book the plane. He'd been booking plays for a lot less than that already. Our blaster got booked for their lad kicking the ball at him on a free kick and the ref saying he didn't retreat quick enough. Now, I 
I don't remember seeing Arblaster go towards the free kick to stop it. It's just that they didn't give him time to get back. But about five minutes before that, we had a free kick and a Fleetwood player sprinted from about 15 yards away to stand on the ball. And the ref didn't do anything about it. That's a yellow card under the new rules. Bang yellow card. No, neither. I thought he was very one-sided. He seemed to give Fleetwood a hell of a lot and not a lot to us. Um, however, the booking for Big Alex at the end where people were moaning spot on with the new rules. He told him twice or the up and Alex just carried on walking. So, fair enough. You won't waste time. There's your yellow card until we added on. Yeah, Amos actually, I sat, I sat with Amos and he asked me, like, he doesn't get the advantage of time wasting. No, he doesn't know why refs book it. Why, why not just say, well, stop the clock, take as long as you want, sort of thing, because he's just mm-hmm. going to add it on. So, that I think I think that's a, a debate for a proper Thursday pod about the, the time wasting thing of how do you, like, is a booking going to be enough to stop it? Yeah. And uh, I'll be honest, the more we see these new rules, and as you say, it's probably one for a proper Thursday pod when we haven't got a match review. For me, I think maybe doing both has gone overkill. I think maybe you could do one without the other. So, i.e., you start booking for the time wasting, etc. And if it's obvious time wasting like that, then yes, you'd add it on. But adding on, do we actually need to add on time for the goal celebrations, etc., when we never have in football for over 100 years? I don't know. And again, we'll have a proper debate on a Thursday for that. But I do prefer, and Andy, you were obviously there at Barnes and Rampart on the pod since, I prefer that it feels more of a fluid game of football under these new rules. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Um, (laughs) You're just trying to keep it moving. It's a bit like... um, 2020 where a batsman come, is out and um, another one comes straight in and the game's moving again. So even though you've got stoppages, you, you're trying to move it on to the restarting the game as quickly as possible. So I like that. Um, I thought, I, I agree with you that the ref was inconsistent, didn't apply the laws consistently for both teams last night. There was time-wasting little things that he let slip and then there were other things that he was very strict on. The other thing was that penalty appeal in the first half. That was a stonewall penalty. Yes, I was just going to mention that because I forgot to mention it in my ref watch. From where I was, what I can't be 100% honest, if it was in or outside the box, what I can be 100% honest, it was a foul. I was pretty sure it was inside. It was right on the corner. He missed missed two, didn't he? Because he missed one for them at the end. That felt a bit soft but if he wasn't given the first one he definitely wasn't given the second one. No, yeah that's that second one if you if you look at the reactions of the two players that second one he asks for it so it's a booking for a dive agree he's played so, that their lad for me that wasn't a penalty and yes if any Fleetwood fans are listening you'll probably go oh that's because you're a Vale fan I am a qualified ref and if you listen to all the pods you'll know that I will say refs have got decisions right against Vale and for Vale I'll be you know, I'll put my ref sat on. For me, the reason that wasn't is if you watch there, lad, he's just knocked it past the Vale defender and ran straight at him. The Vale yeah. defender's got nowhere to go there. For me, where they are penalties is where the lads tried to run around him and the defender steps across to block him. But when a defender's stood still and has got nowhere to go, we can't vanish. No, I get that. But what I think for me is you you either have to give that as a penalty or you, you've got to book him because he's looking for it and asking for it. So... Mm. It's, I, I get that sometimes there's contact and it doesn't mean it's a foul, 
But yeah. in that instance, he's he's thrown himself to the ground, screaming, asking for it. And yeah. it just felt like, well, I didn't book the Vale lad in the first half, which would have been a second yellow and a red card, mm. by the way. Um, and, yeah, I, I just felt I felt like that. But it felt like a couple of times, because I don't know if you remember, when Blaster went down for that, where he, did, where he got nothing, yeah. Fleetwood lofted it up to the other end. Smithy went and won an, won an edit, and the ref gave a foul for us. And yes. it, it kind of felt like a couple of times he, he evened it up on weird things like yeah. that. And that that to me just feels like the ref hasn't got control of a game by doing that, because it's like, oh, maybe I should have cocked up there. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll make an easy decision to appease people. And it doesn't doesn't really appease you, does it, winning a free kick on the edge of your own area? No, no, definitely not. Agree with that. But yeah, yeah so you're always going down a slippery slope when you're trying to make decisions to sort of balance out decisions you've made earlier in the game, rather than just judging everything on its merits. Always a bit dodgy. On do you remember that Tranmere game during the lockdown season when they beat us four three? The referee that day was just trying to make up for decisions with worse decisions. They just kept getting worse and worse that yeah. day when Joyce got sent off, and then he he disallowed goals for them and then he let other things go that he shouldn't have and it just became a mess really yeah yeah and as a referee what you've got tried here when it is easier said than done because sometimes subconsciously you're trying to even it up but once a decision's gone you've got to try and just get on with it and it's a clean slate there forward but sometimes you're thinking about it and it's human nature i suppose they are human but it was a poor human referee last night a question for you go on this this fourth official business now can be more involved with decision making, can't we? Supposedly so. On how I've read the rules, yes. Yeah, how, I don't I, I don't get how that's going to come in come into it, sort of thing. So like, your referee usually runs corner to corner to corner, shouldn't they? Effectively, it's actually more of an S, but well, yeah, it, yeah. Effectively, they run corner yeah. to corner, and they run the opposite side of the liner so they're always they've got eye contact with the liner so yeah. they shouldn't have the back to the linesman when they're not off so i don't i don't i don't get what the what the fourth official could can actually influence on that because they should have both sides of the pitch covered shouldn't the ref and the liner should yes they should and I suppose the fourth official's only covering the stuff like when smithy's been punched in the face maybe Exactly, yeah, that sort of stuff where the ref and liners have just completely messed it. He's seen it and now, well, he's always been mic'd up, but now they've kind of given more authority to go, actually, you've just missed this. It was behind your back. I've seen it. Red number eight just punched white captain. Yeah. So that, that'll that be interesting to see, see when that first, obviously, because whether he whether goes over to the fourth fish or they just do it via mic or, or whatnot, because it does feel like a couple of the decisions... Yesterday, like that, like the the two penalty, the two penalty shouts. Like how how much has the referee seen of them from his position yeah. and stuff like that? So it'd be interesting to actually know a but bit more is, about that. Them, I'd be absolutely gobsmacked if a fourth official was getting involved with them sort of decisions. Yeah, because the referee is five ten yards away, the fourth official's forty yards away. Yeah. And if I was refing and my fourth official was getting involved from there, I'd be actually taking the mic off and telling him shut the fuck up. Fair enough. 
if it's something that I'm down that side of the pitch and while we're down that side of the pitch, Smithy and I know Sam Stockley wasn't playing last night, but he plays for Fleetwood. Smithy and Stockley have had a punched up. Jade and I, they've had a punched up. Then, yeah, I want him involved with that. Fair enough. It's same with like your linesman. You always say to your linesman, anything your third of the pitch, you give. Anything else, you'd always leave it to me unless I'm looking at you, then I'm asking you to make a decision. But even yeah. if you think I've got it wrong, if I'm five yards away and you're 20 yards away, it's all about credibility. Yeah, you go with it, don't you? Exactly. So, yeah, that's that. Anyway, enough about refing and the ref. Let's get on with the game. So, we'll go on overall thoughts after, because like I say, I was very happy with the attacking play, and you've touched on it, Johnny. I thought we were very, very open off the ball, and we can't carry on like that throughout the season. Um, but let's go through the players first. Go on. I said we can. It would be very interesting. Very interesting. And uh, it's a it's a worry me. We hmm. if we carried on like that throughout the season, for me, we'd be in a relegation battle. But I don't think we will carry on like that throughout the season. We can't. We've got tighten up, and we've got a manager now who was a defender during his day. I fully expect this to be a lot more compact than we were last night. But it was a cup game. So let's see what happens in the league. And yes, we'll disregard the seven. Isn't it funny how Indeed. some managers, the, the biggest blind spot some managers have is the position where they used to play during the playing yeah. career. That's just a random thing I'm putting out there. It's just it's just funny how sometimes that happens, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. As we say, it was a cup game. If we play that open against Reading, we're going to get tonked. Well, yeah, if, if you do play like that all season as well, I mean, you'd only play like that for so long. And I don't think Andy Crosby would still be in a job by, by Christmas. So, you know, no, agree. That, <laughs> agree. And as much as I loved seeing Chislett and Arblaster together in midfield last night, poor Ojo, he was left, he was iron stranded once when they were on the ball. Yeah, we, we, did, we didn't quite, we didn't quite grasp their formation, I don't think. No, and we'll get on to that as we get through the plays, and I'm sure it'll come out. So, Johnny, start me off in goal. What a man, what a beast. What a Twitter video from Josh Green for those that haven't seen it. And I'm on about the one where James Plant's Jordan. I know he's done the video with Ripley's save as well. Uh, but in goal, number one, big Connor Ripley. Yeah, well, Ripley's replied to it as well, which is... Oh, has he? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, he's, he's replied. He hasn't he hasn't said much. He's just quote tweeted it with with some laughing faces and stuff like that. So like, he, he seems like he's very active on social media because straight after the game he posted that's more like it as well. Yeah, sort of thing. So like, he he seems like he's going to be a, a a fan pleaser both on and off the pitch because he's very easy on the eye, and um, he, he's not he's not off a bad keeper, is he? Not off. So, I'm glad about that save at the end. Just shut a few people up. Yeah, well, both of them. Like the yeah, it, they, they don't look as impressive as I remember. Um, but the 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 two very good saves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like look, look, everything we we know he's a good keeper. No, like no one should be questioning that. But statistically, last season he conceded 71 goals. If you want to go down that route. He was the worst keeper in the league. Did he concede seventy one? Because we conceded seventy one as a team. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he conceded seventy one. 
carry on. I'll check that. I thought he conceded more, to be honest. Did you? Well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure that we conceded the same as Morecambe did. Uh, so. See, I thought they conceded a touch more. But if we did concede the same, then yes, it's seventy-one. But yeah, well, you you go and check that while I'm talking. I'll, I'm I'll be happy to be proven wrong. But yeah, for me, an eight, an eight for uh, Ripley. Um, he kicked one out of play. Um, and that's literally his distribution is one out of play, nine where you want it, rather than what we've been used to is one way where you want it and nine going here, there and everywhere. So I think we've got to get better at using that distribution. Um, you mentioned the Josh Thomas efforts and stuff like that. That was that was really good, and we had a couple more chan- oh, chances off, chances created by it. We've got to get lots better at using that because it's a weapon. And he's the, the two saves again, fantastic saves. So happy, happy days. Brilliant take from Connor, and um, can't really ask for much more. Yeah, and whether and it was seventy eight goals Morecambe conceded last year to our seventy one. Oh, seventy eight. Sorry, yeah. So I was close. I knew it was you were close. Yeah, I got 78 in the head, to be fair, because I just thought it's odd that we conceded 71 and he did at the same time. But yeah, yeah. Andy, anything to add on Big Connie? Yeah, about his distribution. I mean, if, if we're going to try and do the difficult thing, play a difficult ball, long, long um, spear kick, Jordan Pickford style pass or, or the long throw out, then... We can't worry about it going wrong every now and again because, you know, I'd, I'd much rather we take the right sort of risks to, to get us up the pitch. And uh, more good than bad in in um, Ripley's uh, distribution. Um, after something like 180 minutes, he made his first two saves in a Vail shirt and they were crackers, weren't they? The first one, I thought it was the power that was going to do more than anything. It, it felt as though he was already past him by the time he, he just got a fingertip to it. The second one, I don't really remember much about it. And I think the replay doesn't really, you can't see a great deal because there's just bodies in front of him. But he, he gets across and um, they're such a huge moment in the game. And possibly it could be a huge moment in the season because who knows where we'd be at if we'd have conceded in that last couple of minutes we go into the penalty shootout it could have completely killed us we could have lost that um instead you just see all the players picking him up um shaking his hand fist bumping slapping him on the back and that just seemed to just galvanize us as a group it was it was it it could we could look back on that as being a, a big moment in a season because after the horrendous first game and possibly throwing away the second game, but not we've we've bounced back a bit. Um so yeah, good, happy. Um delighted for Connor that it all seemed to just start and come start to come together and he's showing us um what the sort of keeper he actually is that we knew we were getting. Yeah, with you both Fantastic. And as you say, Andy, it's about taking the right risks. If Connor Ripley over it's one or two and it goes through to their goalie or, you know, whatever, goes out to play, what's the main risk there? If we try and play out from the back and we give it away, the risk is you give a goal away there. 
you're not going to be happy if he's kicking it out every single time, but the odd one, it's going to happen. No problem with that. And Andy, obviously that save at the end, what was the noise like from where you were coming out the ammo? Could, was there a good atmosphere coming out of the ammo for those that weren't in it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, I I couldn't see a lot of what was going on in the Hamel because I was right in the corner where it was just basically more corrugated iron than than Hamel. I couldn't really see much of the stand itself, but um, it just seemed a bit livelier. I think you lose a lot of the crowd noise coming over from the paddock. As as good as in the stand, as as good as it is when you're in there for the rest of the ground, it doesn't really carry. So mm. I think. When we got a bit of noise going and it took us a bit of time because of the slow start, uh, it it was good. It, it was a good atmosphere. And, you know, I've, I've been in, I've been in the lawn street before. I've been in hospitality every now and again. And when there's some decent, when there's a few decent fan, like away followings in the Hamel, it's, it's carried around the ground. So I'm hopeful that that will be the case now with the home fans. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And then coming to you first, Andy, going from right to left as we do, as Johnny said before, probably a surprise inclusion. But I don't <laughs> think he did himself any harm last night, Lewis Cass. Yeah, he, he needed he needed something a bit better than uh, what he had on Saturday. And even though he was giving me kittens a little bit every time the ball went near him, he's another one who, as the game wore on, he just seemed to settle down and and just just play the game, and yeah, as the, as the game wore on, he, he grew into it and he, and he got better. So um, happy with that. Whether he plays on Saturday or not, I don't know. Um, there's obviously a decision for Crosby to make. Um, there's going to be decisions for one or two. I think he may have wanted to rest a few more than he would have liked, but he had a juggling act to do. He's probably maybe playing one or two last night because he didn't because he's got someone else in mind on Saturday I don't, I don't know uh, for Cass as well I, I wasn't sure where the future was going to lie after after the Barnsley game whether he'd be sort of not a scapegoat but you know one player becomes a symbolic sort of um sacrificial I'm, I'm thinking of Dean Delaney after we lost to Plymouth he never played for us again and every so often you just get a player who after a really bad defeat gets disappeared and I wasn't sure if that would happen with Cass um, but he was okay I mean obviously there's still some issues he might have been at fault for one of the goals from the, from the corner I've not really had a good look at it but um, the longer the game went on, he seemed to just get into just the meat and potatoes of, of doing normal defending. So I'm not going to give him too much stick. Yeah, that's fair enough. Johnny? Yeah, I think for me, six for Lewis Cass. I think he was all right. Like, like Andy's just said, there was a couple of times where at the start, he, was, he, he still tried to do what he was doing. Um, the other day and, and tried tried it that way, but I think when when he actually got down to it and just defended and then passed it off and and whatnot, it, it was it was it was all right. It's it's obviously still not fully convinced, but 
like I'm not I'm not going to sit here and have a breakdown either about him now. So he, he's he's for me path to redemption. Good performance, did enough. Um, Andy, was it the second goal that you were talking about where you think he might have lost his man? Yeah, I wasn't sure who was sort of picking up that sort of front. If, if if indeed he can lose a man if he's zonal marking, I don't know. Um, but it, when it got dropped into that sort of near posty area, was that his zone? Was that I, I don't know. I've I've not really. I, I could do with some sort of scouting reports on who who covers what, really, to to know because how we set up at corners. I've I've not really studied it. Yeah, it looked. It looked like Smithy slipped, and I think I'm just I'm just watching it now. What, what you're talking about? It, he got the jump on Planty, um. So I can't see Cass anywhere, but it doesn't mean that like the lad that's ran straight across hasn't ran past. Yeah, Planty seems to have gone with him. Smithy's fallen over. So yeah. I don't think that one's on Cass um, after watching it back. But yeah. Uh, People were a... just sort of, I don't know, I think they were just throwing around various names. Um, yeah. Some Somebody blames Smith. I, I don't know who covers what area, whether he'd be more sort of far posty or, or, or what. Or, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I, think, I, think, I think we're just sort of playing... Um, Blame bingo where people just put yeah. out names. In all fairness, someone around me blamed Ryan McGavin. <laughs> I'd, I'd be totally, I'd, I'd be behind that totally. He was a, <laughs> he's a proper scapegoat. Yeah, but yeah, Johnny. Oh, you've done catch. Did you give him a rating? Yeah, give him a six. Thought it was all right. Yeah, he did. I thought with Cassie as well as Andy. You said he grew into the game and. As his confidence kind of grew a little bit, he then support, started supporting Planty because Planty was being doubled up on and Planty managed yep. to draw two players in late off and Cass got ahead of him and got to the byline and got some balls into the box. And I thought that was good to see him actually getting forward and supporting us going forward. But as I've already said many a times, my worry is that we're then very open when we lose the ball. And that's not Cass's fault, by the way. It's just that I was talking about Lewis Cass when I was on about that. Um, so, yeah, moving on, Johnny, in the middle, smudge. Yeah, I thought, again, decent by Smithy. I think he won everything in the air like you'd expect him to. I don't really remember Marriott getting any change from him at all. Um, So that was nice. Um, I think at the end, when everyone was celebrating Ripley's challenge, Smithy acted like a captain and was like, oh, it's gone out for a fucking corner, get your heads on. So I like that about him because it's there's a time and a place. Um, so that that show that's showing a bit of leadership and also exp- experience. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought overall it was a decent performance, nothing more than a six. Um, but it was it, it is getting there. Yep. Andy. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, just, a, just what you wanted, really, after, after a tough afternoon on Saturday is just a, a solid um, performance, not really stepping out and doing anything you didn't need to do, just just doing his job in, in the middle of the three. Um, happy, happy for him to carry on doing that. Uh, 
yeah, good, good, good standard Smithy performance. If that's one of the podcast's main cliches. Hmm. Yeah, that, there's one for your podcast bingo. And as we're talking, Jamal Blackman's gone down holding his hamstring for Bert Albion. Well, it's no wonder it looks like he's eating Jamal Blackman. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is a bit chunky at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I was saying, he, he was a brick shit house when we played him in the well, well in the FA Cup last year. But he, he looks like me. Right, Jesus! He's a bit taller than you, Johnny. He's a bit taller than me, but he, he he's carrying the same amount of timber as I'm carrying. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, Andy, sponsored by the Ale and Vale podcast, making his first start for the Vale in his own debut. Big Alex, and I'm going to leave it to Big Alex because I still don't know how to pronounce his surname. Yakoviti. Yakoviti. There we go. His his dad's his his dad's Italian. Is he? Yeah. What about his mamma mia? I don't know about that. I know his dad's Italian. So. Um right, again, yeah. Um I thought he was all right. I, I was a bit worried. I mean, we'd seen him at Newcastle and he looked a bit of a a concern. But he just seemed a lot fitter, I think. I think he was a lot nearer to, to match fitness. And he just seemed to do the do the basics well, really. Um, he's not a player that I noticed a great deal of during the game for whatever reason. But I'm just trying to think, what? Is there anything that stood out to me? And probably not. Did he pick up a booking for something a little bit daft? Yeah, not uh, walking to take the throw, and after the ref told it, him, yeah, up. yeah. Um, but on the whole, just just the sort of solid, unfussy performance you you want from a from a, a defender, particularly when um, you've had a, um, a a tough game the Saturday before. So um, yeah, just just happy with him. Similar to Smithy, really. N- not nothing. Too outstanding, but nothing um, particularly worrying either. Yep, and Johnny on to you as Cole Stockton's now downloaded in his quad. No, oh, well. um, for me, it wasn't it wasn't a great start by him. I thought he looked a bit clumsy. Um, but then, like Andy said, he he's another that kind of grew into the game, and then you thought, oh, actually. He's he's half decent here. The only thing that did kind of worry me a little bit is he he, he seemed a bit knackered. Um, like when we came up towards like the seventieth minute. So I don't know if that's match fitness or or what. But yeah, he he just seemed a bit. He seemed just a bit knackered. So I think from what Jamie told me, and obviously for those new listeners, Jamie, friend of the show, follows a lot of Scottish football. Being Scottish, he did end the season injured. So maybe, you know, we still got to get up to speed with finishing the season injured. Yeah, a bit bit like Conor Grant then, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. caveat a lot of tonight's re- like review by just saying that it takes me a bit of time to start recognising players. Um, I, I was struggling a little bit with, not so much with numbers, but faces. And it's like, who's he again? And I'm, I'm probably going to give players credit for things that someone else did and, and, and equally... Um, if somebody did something bad, I'm probably going to blame the wrong person just because <laughs> it's still early in the season. I don't know everyone what everyone looks like properly, but 
nope, that's fair enough. And I'm sure the players won't mind getting credit for what someone else did. However, they won't want the stick for what someone else did. Um, moving on then, it is you, Johnny. And it is on the right wing back, my mate, Jamesy Plant. Yeah, um, I, I don't think I give the Yak a rating, to be oh, fair. Yak one. No, but if, yeah, five for Yak. I think he was slightly under the other two. Um, mainly because of the slow start and the, the the tiredness towards the end, but yeah, wasn't isn't isn't the end of the world. It's not as debuts go. It was it was all right. Uh, but yeah, yeah your mate James Plant. Um, thank God for Gavin Massey is what I'm gonna say. To be fair, have you seen it back? It wasn't going in anyway. No, it wasn't going in, was it? It, it looked like it was though from 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 the the other end, didn't it? Yeah, like... those that missed me and Johnny have got a charity £20 bet. The win- the loser will pay £20 to the winner's chosen charity because I said Plenty will be involved in 15 goals this season. So that's assists or actual goals in any competition. Johnny said he won't. Yeah, so and uh, like I say, the, the, the ball into Massey was lovely. Yeah, he did, he, he did really well to, to, to win it. Win it. As well, I think the one thing I liked about Planty's performance yesterday was him, Arbaster Thomas, as a young, as a very young group of lads, looked fearless together. They 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 were knocking it round, trying trying the speculative pass sometimes because they knew that the other one was young enough, quick enough, daft enough, and hungry enough to just just go running. Um. So yeah, I thought I thought that was that that was really good and. Really nice. He, he he still needs work on his defensive side if he's going to play wing back. It's I know that we had this discussion at the end of, uh, after Plymouth as well, but he, we know where his best position is. We don't know where he fits in this Port Vale side. So if, so at the minute we know he's fitting in at wing back. So he's got to improve that defensive side. He's got to help his mate out at right centre back. He's got to know when to come back. And to a degree, a couple of times his pace got us out of a bit of trouble yesterday. Thought Especially was, first off. Yeah, first off, yeah, definitely. A couple of times where he comes sprinting back, he gets sold the dummy a bit too easily. And I don't know if that's because of his pace, whether he's trying to or get back and then the lad just checks and he's trying to turn. So there's, there's a lot of defensive work that he's got to do, but we're talking about a kid that's, is, is he 18 now? Is he? According to Josh Green's picture, he was 18 and three quarters. Yeah, so he's he's in his first professional season, especially as a wing back and stuff like that. So yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of work to do, but there's a lot of promise. And I think the good thing with Plenty is you get 100 percent effort, and there is there there is ability in there. And I think that showed yesterday by the fact that they doubled up on him quite a lot. Yeah. And I think they were scared of his pace. So he's got to learn how to unlock that then. When someone's doing that, he's got to learn to, how to unlock that and stop being doubled up on. But we've then got to take advantage of, well, where's the free man as well? So, yeah. But overall, decent decent by plan. Nothing, nothing sticks out as fantastic, but nothing sticks out as horrendous either. So, um, like we've well, we spoke about the, the second goal, Maybe he was beaten, beaten in the air, but I I don't want him in there. If I'm honest with you, um, yeah. and I know that's hard based on who we 
who we'd got in the the starting eleven yesterday with the fact that Chislett and Arblaster aren't blessed with height either. But I just don't I don't want Plant in there defending because you don't have players on the post anymore, do you? So like, that'd be his position. I, I I'd much prefer him as far wide on the halfway line as you can do. Um, with some someone else splitting splitting the difference sort of thing, but that's just the kind of old fashionedness in me. Yeah, fair enough, Andy. Yeah, the the, the only sort of worry I had about Plan was not so much about him or anything that he does or doesn't do, but just the way we set up in the shape of us. Um, we could have been opened up a little bit, but it didn't happen in the end. Um, I thought as the first half wore on um, and we slowly started to get back into the game, that's when we started to see him really get a bit of joy and starting the little combinations he was making with um, Thomas and Arblaster, I think, were really starting to work then. Um, So, yeah, he's he's another player who, as, as the game wore on, he grew into it. And as for the goal really pleased that he um, kept his head screwed on. A lot of players with the keeper in no man's land would have probably lashed at that and it would have ended up in the by cars. Um, but he did the sensible thing, played in Gav Massey um, with a really nicely weighted ball. So it's a fair play to him for that. Especially when, when you know, when the crowd shouting, shoot! Yeah. It's, it's easy to just get caught up in the moment, but he, he was... Um, he was sensible enough to not do that. Yeah, and Johnny, in our charity back, don't you get anything for a pre-assist? No, mate, you don't get anything for a pre-assist. So you have nothing for a pre-assist, not in nothing this game. Yeah, that doesn't counter us. The next time you'll ask me, well, James Plant played the third fast before, so no. He can no. have the, the warm glow in his heart knowing that he did the sensible thing that got us the winner in the game, got us through to the second round of the cup. Fair enough, and if Gav Massey could shoot it, to got an assist. Yeah, I'm only joking because I actually thought, and we'll get on to him later. I thought Gav did very well last night when he came on. So there's my new season clean slate. But yeah, um, yeah, six, with Jan Plenty. Yeah, six for Plenty. Yeah, I thought he did very well, and I'm with you, Johnny. I don't look at him for the defensive side, but I did know a couple of times last night I noticed where maybe their lad got in behind him, where he's ball watching a bit and that. And, all the years I've watched Plenty in the youth team, he's never really been asked to defend. He's always been part of a front three. He's yeah. moved forward. Him. But as you say, in men's football, if he's going to play there, he's got to learn how to do because we can't afford Costa's goals. But as you say, rightly, they were doubling up on him at times. And first off, as a couple of times he got back, blocked the cross in, and one he even got back, nicked the ball off their play, and then took a whack to get the free kick. And, you know, I thought he offered us a lot more defensively at that right wing back than we saw from Sang on Saturday when he went there. Yeah. Um, but Sang obviously come on there and did okay last night. And Vale fans, James Plant is one around. His name doesn't fit into the song, I'm afraid. Try Squeezy 10, you need another song because it doesn't quite fit. Does it? Or is it just me? Yeah, it fits. But you're kind of elongating it. What? I'll ask you to say James. It's more the plant. Jimmy. Yeah, it's, it's Nathan Smith. It's the same. 
Maybe it's just the way Vale fans do it, because let's be honest, the new scoreboard, which is fucking massive and was beautiful, it's a bit like karaoke now when Glad All Over comes on, because it gives you the words. It no, claps I... when you're meant to clap, and yeah. we still can't fucking do it. Yeah, but... Did you yeah. pick up on that, or was it just me? Well, I, I actually, I, I, I'm not, I wasn't actually sure if the scoreboard was in time with Glad All Over, to be fair. But I, th- I think it was. Well... We'll, we'll see. We'll see. And while we're on songs, we'll do it here. I've got the first two lines for Tom Sang's song. Right, Tom Sang's. But Sang's. I can't go any further. So, okay. Hail and Vale podcast listeners, this is over to you now to come up with the rest of it. I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And you can tell everybody that we've got Tom Sang. Carry on. So it's obviously to Alton John, your song. What of you? Find it what's it may be quite simple. Yeah, now that you're gone. Yeah. Maybe quite simple now that we've won. Well, we're not going to be able to sing that very often. No, true. Come up with the Ale and Vale podcast, listeners. Over to you. You can tell everybody that we've got Tom Sang. Go from there. The thing is, it doesn't even have to be about Tom Sang. You can you can add you can have add another player into it. Of course you can. And make it about the whole team. You can. The world is your oyster now. I've given yeah. you the platform. Make the world your oyster, listeners. Go for it. Send us in your best, and we will pick them. We'll get Amos pissed at Charlton away. We'll put it on the jukebox, and we'll get the video out there. How's that? Yeah. He doesn't know that yet, but he will when he listens to he this. Will. Right, yeah. Bernie Taupin, email him, see if he'll write it for us. Yeah, let's go from there. Right, moving on then. Um, other side, other wing back. I forgot whose turn it is. I think it's you, Andy. Um, who was the other wing back? Connor Grant. Connor Grant, yeah. Um, I was surprised he played, to be honest. I thought he'd maybe not be... He didn't look match fit. It looked like he maybe wasn't quite ready for two games in a week. Um, slow start again. I think you could probably say that about everyone. I don't think that's necessarily an individual criticism of everybody. It's just how how the game went. Um, but got a lot better as, as the game wore on. Uh, I feel like I'm repeating myself saying this about everyone. It's, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, he seems to be a bit better at looking after the ball quite happy with um what he did with um working chiselet into a shooting position first half um i don't know what else to say about him really i think i was probably too busy um enjoying the hospitality to really notice a great deal about what was going on um Fair enough. He just sort of, yeah, he just sort of did a job in there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And as you say, I thought him and Chessy linked up really well going forward. Johnny, on to Conor Grant. Yeah, I, I thought, again, going forward was decent. I thought backwards, his lack of pace, and I don't know if that's an actual lack of pace or a lack of match fitness kind of showed at times. Um, but yeah, Decent performance, six six for Grant. I think 
what I did really like, and I don't know if this was Chislet or if it was Grant or if it was a combination of the two, was, I don't know if you remember in the first half, we had a free kick and it looked like we'd over it towards the corner flag because yes. Chislet ran inside and the Fleetwood players had followed him. But Conor Grant had carried on his run down the wing and it was like actually a perfect ball. So whether that was pl- if that was planned, that's brilliant by the, the three of them. If it's not planned, it was brilliant by Grant for, for keeping it in. But them sort of things are the, the bits that we need to work at and be a bit more clever and a bit more cute at. Because obviously Grant's delivery yesterday, two or three balls into the box from corners and set pieces were really good. Um, we just need to get better at making the most of them, really. Um, and yeah, I thought you you looked at him and... He's going to take probably a month or two to get up to, to match fitness, I reckon. Um, and I think we are going to be blessed with a player. Um, but we're just going to have to kind of persevere with, with him a little bit as well. Um, it'll be interesting to find out after everything Crosby said, whether he gives him an extra day off this week to get him fit for Saturday or we've got a plan B for Saturday. Because three games in a week then turns in quickly into four games in 10 days and then five in two weeks, isn't it? Yeah. So, and um, as we pointed out on one of the other pods, now Benning's gone. We've actually got no cover at left wing back. Well, yeah, now Mitch is injured as well. Yeah, because Mitch could have come over and did a job. And I know last night when we made the sub, Planty went over, didn't he? Yeah, there's, there's enough players that can go to, to wing back. But it's square pegs and round holes again. Yeah, we we definitely we definitely need a special a specialist full back wing back whatever you call it bringing in I think for cover purposes. Um, and I know there was a lot of talk about Sharrock, but it it just shows that the trust isn't there at this minute. And I'm not this to dig at the club, but when you're releasing a statement saying Benning's going because you trust your wing back, and then don't bring him on last night, you bring sang on and then move plenty over yeah. I think it does show that we know he's very young and we know that whilst he's all talented and stuff like that that the pizza trophy is his, his, his domain this year yeah and let's remember he's 16 yeah yeah, that's, yeah I've, 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 I'm, not, I'm not against playing him at 16 I'm not no I'm not but when, it's when a lot to ask it is but when they've said what they've said about him I know they haven't named him, but when they've said what they've said about the wing-back position, it's it, it'd be very interesting to see what actually happens with it. Because I, I say I think we need we need another one in. But yeah, and for what it's worth, again, what I've seen of the youth team when I've been on the line, it's sixteen shots ahead of where Planty was at sixteen, ahead of where Tommy was at sixteen. Well, I think to be to be fair. Against against Liverpool, um, you'd say he was ahead again ahead of majority of the players on that pitch as well. Probably more Plenty on that night. I think Plenty was the best player on the pitch, and Charlotte was probably second. Bobby Clark was the one that jumped out at me as the one that had the probably the most natural talent on that night. But Charlotte kept him very quiet to the point yeah. where he out at him. Well, yeah, that exactly he was frustrated. Yeah, and that that's that that was obviously we we digress a little, but yes, yeah. we do. But yeah, that's it. So, did you give? Yes, you did. You give Grant a six. So, yeah. moving on, Johnny, your first holding midfielder, kind of on his own there, Funzo. Yeah, 
it was better by Funza. Um, I'm, I'm still not sold on if he's a holding midfielder or not, though. Like, don't know if it's because we've kind of been spoiled by the sort of holding midfielders we've had, but it doesn't. It doesn't strike me as the sort of go and smash someone, win the ball back and start playing football, that that sort of holding midfielder. So it's, it's going to take a bit of growing on me. Um, he, he isn't quite in the Tom Petluck-Joyce category of me absolutely adoring him as a holding midfielder yet. But there's still time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, but yeah, decent one. Won his fair share of tackles. He, he, he's busy. He held the fort in midfield on his own, like you've said, um, for the majority of it. And he's it was okay. Uh, for me, it was a, a six. Um, decent performance. But, yeah, it's just he looked better when Garrity came on and who, who kind of dropped next to him to free him up a little bit. Uh, but overall, yeah, it, it was okay. Yep. Andy? Yeah, um, as a holding midfielder, I think Funzo. When when the chips are down, I think that, that's probably when you're going to find out a lot about him, rather than last night. Um, I I don't think really he's going to do that sort of holding job for you when when you're under pressure. But it, he's a technically he's in, he's an excellent footballer, and if he can play your way out of trouble, then you'll get away with it with him. Um, I I just, I mean, maybe it's it's a balancing as well. If you have the right players around him and we need to get that balance in the midfield three um, sorted. I know when Sang got moved, that was, we, we were, on Saturday we were open, we, we just got carved up. Um, and, and that was a big, probably a big driver towards us conceding the five goals in the second half. Um, so for Funzo, I'm, I'm with Johnny. You know, he, he did a nice job. He um, when he had the ball at his feet, he's nice and tidy. Um, so I'm, I'm 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 pleased. Longer term, how we get that balance in the midfield three, I don't know. We we need to maybe look at particularly when we're playing good teams, maybe two holding and one number 10 style player and then you've got to make a decision as to whether you play Garrity or um, Chisler or, or what do you do? It's it's um, it's food for thought, isn't it, for Crosby? Yeah. Yeah, with you both, I thought Ojo was okay last night, but very much hung out, not hung out to dry, but very much had a lot of work to do because of how we were playing and it worked. And there'll be some games where you can play the one older, and as you've said, Andy, I don't want to see us going to Saturday with that midfield three. And it'll be harsh on whoever's dropped because I thought, and we'll get on to it, our blaster and Chizzy were both brilliant. But it's very, very open and that worries the hell out of me. So, but yeah, Ojo, fine, did his job. And moving on, Andy, your first, the midfield attacking two. We'll start with the young lad from Sheffield, our blaster. And yeah, as people sure. were singing, just brought my car from... Oh, Blaster. It's probably because nobody's old enough to remember the sweet, are they? That 70s glam rock song. No. What was that one again? A blockbuster? Nope. No. Is it, is it sweet? I, I don't know. I'm barely old enough to remember it myself. But no, no, no. 
be everything. He just brought my car from Molly R Blaster. Yeah, that's an advert, isn't it? I don't like yeah. that. I, no, it's I, a shit advert. Like, I don't like the way that ordinary people start breaking into stage school dancing. It's no, it's ugh, it's horrendous. He was good though. I liked him. I like. I really like the look. I think possibly because he's young and he's not really sort of um, cynical. He's still got a bit of positivity about him. He was trying to make nice. It wasn't necessarily the case that everything worked out for him and I wasn't quite expecting him to be the sort of player that Sheffield United fans were giving rave reviews for. Um, But I, I liked the way he tried to drive forward into areas with the ball. He was looking to get positive, get to support uh, the front two, um, support um, the wing-backs. Generally, he just seemed to just um, drive us forward and give us a bit of um, tempo or, or just, you know, just give us a bit of something that that, that kept us going. I think he's got um good engine. He, he wants to get involved and we're not just sort of flat and you know when a midfield is just sort of you know passes the ball on stands there stands back and admires it he, he was looking to to move pass and move get involved so um while he didn't boss the game i thought he was positive and and contributed really well so fair play to him i think it's it's a performance he can build on and um he'll get better for us yeah Johnny? Yeah, I, I liked his energy, his enthusiasm, and, and the fact that he wasn't scared to get stuck in. And I don't think the yellow card affected him either, which was nice. Um, you, You've seen some young lads shy away once on a booking, haven't you? Uh, but I don't think that affected him, so that was good. And that little delicious little scoop over the top he did as well. Like, I tell you what, so, some, some of the things like that, the, the wow... Like it just yeah, I just really really re- really up for up for that. Um yeah, yeah he's a de- decent player. It looks like he's he's got a bit about him, a bit of bite and a bit of fight. So um looking forward to seeing a lot more of him. Um solid seven. I thought he was about in involved in pretty much everything as well and for 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 his age we we've like got a bit of a gem on loan for twelve months. Yep, and Leto protests 12 months and not six, and he gets recalled and goes somewhere else, as we've seen before. But yeah, with you both, really exciting team play. One thing that you can say we've done over the summer, and Crosby's done certainly on last night's performances, add some creativity and excitement to the side. And he's certainly one of the players that's done that with some of the others. I'm moving on to one of them. Ethan Cheslett, Johnny. Oh, what a man. What a man. Like, and they're already coming up with songs for him. They are. Like Tom Tom will tell you the Shakira song. Yeah, I can't even try that one. Yeah. He comes from South Africa. That's yeah. that's only got out. Yeah. All yeah. I've got is line one again. You've got Ethan Chesley, my head is spinning. Carry on from there. I don't even know what song that is. I'm so dizzy, my head is spinning. So well, surely it's just it's cheesy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got cheesy, my head is spinning. The defence, yeah, okay. 
go from there. Another one for you, Evan Vale podcasters. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, we do need to get back to you. But I'll tell you what, his first goal was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Great bit of football between the three, the three of them in, in the corner. Um, all of them interlinked as well. Like when they passed, they moved. There was no, there was no pass admirers and then go, right, where do we go? Who we are moving? And then to get it out of his feet and put it in that postage stamp to dink in off the post was a lovely finish. And then his second goal for somebody that looks like, <laughs> looks so slight and a bit like likes to do the nice stuff to three three red in there where you get your face kicked off by a league league one center off was was really impressive and i just think that there's a lot there's a lot of positives with him he doesn't offer much coming back but then last 10 15 minutes he was very disciplined um and overall it was it, it was a really positive performance from him um before obviously he got subbed. Um horrible barrels of Crosby sub is one on that trick. Nasty man. Nasty, but, nasty man. But yeah, I think uh, it was a great performance. Uh, so so solid nine out of ten for me. I think like nearly everything he did was was spot on. Yeah. Yeah, and as you say, maybe that's looking one eye on Saturday and surely he's done enough to get his name on the team sheet for Saturday, Andy. It's Definitely food for thought, isn't it? Um, I I was a bit not cautious, but I was thinking maybe if we play Garrity in the front of a three, do we have to be a bit patient with him, or does he force his way in if he maybe has a good sub appearance or two? It's it's just again, it's he's finding that balance, isn't it? But. He's done himself. He's done himself no uh, no harm, has he? Just because midfielders who can pop up with a goal are always going to be really valuable. And we, you know, we'd hoped be, you know, when we signed him, we, we'd heard things about this player who's got a bit of an eye for goal. And you know, you you look at somebody like um, Louis Dodds, who, who used to get a load of stick, but is is Port Vale showreel would 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 be the sort of thing that if if you were a Port Vale fan and you scored the sort of goals that he did, um, you 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 dream of, of you know some of the some of the goals he's picked out the top bins and things like that. So we players like him, Mark Bridge Wilkinson, anyone who can make something from nothing is. It's always going to be, you know, we're always going to try and find a place or, or do something to fit them in. And he's definitely got something of that about him. Um, Johnny made a good point is that, you know, you don't really expect to see him popping up with a diving header in the six yard box, but he followed it in. He followed the run in and he was probably thinking, well, if it comes off the keeper, it might just roll into my path for a tap in. Um, but as as it was, he was um, he'd gone all in and he just sort of followed it in with his head. So um, yeah, really exciting times if we can make a midfield three work with with him at the front of it. And there's every chance that um, he's he's forced his way into starting on Saturday now. Yeah, yeah, fantastic last night. And we were told at the manager and staff thing that. 
players have been rewarded for good performances. So let's see what happens with Cheslet on Saturday because unless it's a case of we actually need to go more compact in midfield and I want three grafters in there that are going defensively old, you could understand that. If it's a, we're playing one of the two, it'd be harsh, whichever one you leave out, let's put it that way. But great performance from Chesley and Nasi, a couple of goals from him and Nasi a worldly score by a Vale player. Um, moving on, front two, we started and go on, Andy. You can have the choice of having the first ones talk about him. They say don't fall in love with a lone player. It's going to be bloody hard not fall in love with Josh Thomas. Yeah, especially if he carries on like that. He just is what you want from a from an outlet type of centre forward. Um, he was... He was a little bit raw, you know, he, he was a little bit clumsy in a couple of tackles. I was a bit worried that he might end up getting a booking just for sort of on tying up procedure a little bit because he was uh, clumsily just hitting one of, you know, just, just colliding with one or two players and giving away cheap free kicks. But he seemed to get over that and he was um, just... He just spin away and he'd be off, and he was making really intelligent running. He wasn't just like a headless chicken. He seemed to glide with the ball pretty well, um, ran the channels well. Just, just really um, pleased with him. And um, it was just the way when he received the ball for the second equaliser was was how he just span away and 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 ran at the defence instead of maybe some players would have done the safer thing and held it up. He just trusted himself, backed his pace and, you know, may- maybe he got a little bit of fortune. Did he take a little bit of a deflection or something? But he, he earned that. Um, so, if we use him right and we get the right balls into him and the right combinations with him, um, we've got a talent. It's a little bit of raw talent. You know, he's here, that's, he's here to learn, isn't he? But um, there's, there's definitely something in there nonetheless and Again, we probably should be looking at starting him on Saturday unless, um, well, I don't know, we might sign someone in the week. Pony, you are. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with you. And Johnny, to me, looked like he's got all the strikers instincts. There was one in the first half where the ball come across and kind of instinctively goes towards, he got a shot away in their goalie, tips it wide for a corner. And again, it's having them instincts in the box for me. It is, and I think one of the big things about it, like Andy touched on, is the fact that he, he never gave the centre-half a day off, did he? He was always hassling and harrying, and yeah, he gave away a couple of free kicks here and there, and a couple of them were quite cheap, really. He didn't need to do it, but it was nice to see that. He took his goal really well. Um, it wasn't a simple finish by any means. Um, doesn't Isn't scared go either way, which was nice. Um, and the one thing that, like you you said, Bears never falling over the lone player. When he's sliding in front of the fans and then kissing the badge, it's like, how can you not fall in love with him? Yeah, he's he's infectious. He's he's not quite as he's not quite as infectious as Key and Ira was when he came. Who was mad as a box of frogs, but he to me he looks twelve months ahead of where Kean was when he came. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And considering this is his first loan in men's football, that's that that's really impressive. Um, and granted, it's his first 60, 70 minutes or however long he played, so it could just be 
a good debut and who knows what we'll be saying in, in a month's time. But he looks he looks like a natural goal scorer. That looks like it's the easy part. What's got to come now is getting closer to Alice and working together with him. And I think that's got to be our partnership going forward. Yeah, I'm with you. And for those that want to have a pop, saying, oh, Keane Arrett's now playing in the championship, scoring goals. We're saying when Keane Arrett came. We're not saying Keane Arrett now. We haven't seen yeah. him for 18 months. And he's obviously progressed a lot from when he was at Vale because he scored in championship goals, scored again last night. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, when, like, <laughs> He's just one of them, isn't it? It's, it's comparing the two because similar age, first-time loans from yeah. from the championship sort of thing, who both come with pedigree of scoring goals in the under-23s. So there's there's a lot of things to compa- compare against them. Yeah. And I, like I say, I just think that Thomas looks 12 months older than Kean Football in terms when he signed. And yeah. if he would have said that's his first loan, I'd, I, I'm struggling to believe you, but we know it is. So, yeah. really solid performance. Good eight. My man of the match last night. Whoa, um, we haven't got there yet. What? what? I'm, okay, sorry. Even, um, yeah, even when he wasn't involved, he was doing something. He, he was getting... There, you could see their defenders were aware of him. They were a little bit scared of him. And he was always... Even when he was off the ball, he was trying to make a nuisance of himself. And yeah, they were very conscious of him. So that is maybe where he weighs in a little bit more than Kean weighed in when he was at, at the Vale. Yeah, no, with you both, and absolutely fantastic. Like the look of him. Really hope we can have a good 12 months with him here. And he, he's getting excited, fans. That pace, I can't remember the last time we had a strike with pace like that. Is he? Ben Williamson, and we're going back to. Have we had anyone since then with raw pace? Yeah, I'd say I'd say Williamson was the last player that had that much pace. But I think the positive is so far it looks like Thomas has got first touch as well. Yeah, like Ben yeah. had too much pace because his first his first touch was forty five yards ahead of him. I'd forgotten yeah. Ben Williamson. I was going to say Michael Husbands. Uh, yeah. Husbands was the other one that was in my head, but Williamson was after him, wasn't he? Hal, Hal Bain was the same as well. Yeah. but that's because the first touch was a trampoline to them. Yeah. yeah. There we go. And moving on, Johnny, the other Welshman up front to complete the Welsh front line was Alice Harrison. Yeah, good, good performance from Alice again. I think he's he's in desperate need of a goal again. It feels like when he came back from injury, um, he, he just I think he just needs a goal to get it, get himself kicked off I think we we need to we need to get both strikers in the box a little bit more um now and start taking advantage of that and start putting balls into to, to Alice and and whatnot but his performance was great for the team and I think it's very underestimated the actual amount of work that both strikers did defensively um they, they were really they were considering we still conceded two goals I know but they, they they were really good when keeping shape and getting in and involved. And I think Harrison was a little little more quiet than than Thomas was, but it was it was a good a good showing from him. And it's he's, he's a goal away from get, getting back into life and and becoming the Alice Harrison that we know and love. He's doing all the other bits, so I was happy with that. Harrison solid seven from a striker. 
couple of good headers in the box. Um, second half, he won in our box defensively, um, which which shows where he's where he's important for the team as a whole. And I I just I just think that like him him and Thomas could be your perfect foil because it's not quite a big man little man front two because Harris Harrison's a bit more than just a, a big man in T. But I do think that, that they could work really well together. Yeah, I'm with you. Andy? Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that from Johnny. Um, Harrison's one of those players whose body language seems to betray a lot of how confident he is. And he was just a little bit... Not, yeah, he's you, You're missing that extra 10% you'd get if he was buzzing, if he'd had a goal recently. And you'd see that in, in just how he how he carries himself around the pitch. So if we could just get him a goal, you know, just, just square him something for a tap in, deflect one off his backside, whatever, then I think we'll just see Ellis buzzing and hopefully that'll just make everything click that little bit more. But um, yeah, very professional, hardworking performance last night um, without a great deal of reward or, or, really much of a sight of goal, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. No, with you both, I thought, Alice, as you say, proper team play, a proper team performance. And once him and Thomas get used to playing with each other, Thomas getting on the end of his flick on and running past defenders one-on-one with the goalie, that could be exciting watching. I think the way that the ratings have gone have reflected what I felt and thought said at the start, that very open defensively, but we look creative going forward and the ratings have done that. Um, Johnny, your paralysis man of the match. And if you want the the shit scaring out of you, like we all felt when Fleetwood hit that effort in the 96th minute that we thought was taking us to penalties. But if you want Big Connor, come and save you. Get yourself over to Paralysis Escape Rooms. Sign up, put in the box, Ale and Vale, and they'll enter into a free prize draw for another one. We've been, and we're going again. And we all enjoyed it. I'll right. tell you more about the next one. We are Andy. You're coming because we need your brains to solve the clues. Um, while Jesus. me and Johnny and Tom cry in the corner and shit ourselves. But yeah, get yourselves over to Paralysis Escape Room. Johnny, your Paralysis Man of the Match. Yeah, I think uh, Josh Thomas sneaks it on, on his now, debut. I'm going to pull you up on a couple of things here. He didn't get as high rating as Chislet. That's the first one, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Fair enough. But I think... <laughs> I'd. I'd... The reason I get I get it, and I get usually highest rating gets by the match, and it doesn't make any sense not to. But I just think that on on his debut to be that on his professional debut, not just his Vale debut, to be that composed and to to provide what he did to to us as a team, it was just a a great performance from him. Yep, that's fair enough. And that pull you up before people started tweaking, saying, yeah. oh, can you give him man of the match when you give someone else no rating? So give you the opportunity to get rid of that one. Second one I'm pulling you up for is about 10 minutes after full time, Vale tweeted man of the match, and you tweeted from the podcast saying, Ripley. Yeah, I, I saw, I've seen I've seen his saves back. They're not quite as superstar as like, they were in the ground. In I all thought... fairness, if you've gone Connor Ripley, I was going to give you a bollocking. Why? Because I'd have gone, that's the... Opposite end of the pitch, but that's a FIFA man of the match. Because Conor Ripley made two fantastic saves. But for the other 90 minutes, he's done nothing wrong. But he hasn't been brilliant for the other 90 minutes. You've got to go with one of the players that's influenced the full game. 
if you if your striker goes and scores two last minute goals to win you the game two one, you're turning around saying that striker's man of the match. Not if he's been shit for the other ninety. I'm not. You no, know, I'd bollocks to you. You would be. And if I did, you'd be saying to me that's a FIFA man of the match. You'd give him that because he scored two. No, wouldn't because I'd I'd be giving him man of the match because I've scored two last minute goals. Connor Ripley made two match winning saves. Like he, he did. Not arguing with that. I think I, you, you can't take away that them two match winning saves. It doesn't matter at what time a goalkeeper's got to be ready at every stage. So yeah. that that's why Ripley was. He's in my top three still. Oh yeah, so. he's up there forty. I just thought that, and you weren't the only one. A lot of Vale fans were replying saying Ripley last night, and I thought it was a you've just come out the ground and just seen the safe seat giving Connor Ripley man of the match. For me, I went Cheslett last night. I'm sticking with Cheslett for man of the match. Andy, um, head says Cheslett. Heart, I mean, whatever you know, whatever ends well. What's the what's the saying? Um, Basically, yeah, and when when that happens right at the end of the game, you're falling in love with Conor Ripley, haven't you? It's oh, yeah. hard not to. It's hard not to carry that into your your social media postings if someone asks you what the man of match is. So, agree. Uh, it's 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 one of them. I'm I'm glad that we had a, we had a few decent candidates, but it's unless some someone has to go a fair way to outshine somebody who's scored a brace in a game i remember maybe i think we played first game of the season about 15 years ago maybe not a bit more than that late in orient i think it was 06 and um soji was amazing that day but constantine scored two goals and i thought as good as soji is he probably couldn't take it away from leon that day um just, just that an example really um it's it's hard. I don't think you can look beyond the two goals. That's that's what makes match winners match winners, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. For me, Chelsea, it was overall performance as well. Like we asked David Dunn on the night. Well, I did on the night down Vale. Who's going to get fans off the city next side? To me, he went Chelsea. I can see why. He, when he gets the ball, he's got that low sense of gravity, and he seems to wriggle away from players. And first goals are great finish, as you say. Second goals are. Poacher's instinct, throw himself in there, and he looks like he's, you know, we could have it all apart from defensively, but I'm not expecting him to do the defensive jobs. I'm expecting yeah. someone else to do that, give him the ball and let him play football. As the first yeah. goal came from nothing as well. I mean, yeah. there was you you weren't quite sure where the goal was coming from, and it needed something like that to pull a goal out of nowhere to, to get us back in the game. And yeah, so Gary, anyone who can do that. Yeah, Gary Roberts always said, didn't he let the footballers play football? Go on, Johnny, what was your point? Yeah, I was just going to say, the thing, the, the good thing with the, the, the Chislett situation as well is that, like, not well, not just him, but what seems to be the new norm is that we're actually having a go from outside the area. Yes. Um, and I think, I like, I like the fact that we're not scared to have a go. We know that some of them are going to end up in and over the ammo, but over, overall, you... you you take a few efforts and who knows where it where it lands. So I don't want to be smashing every shot out from outside the area, obviously, because yeah. it is harder to score goals from out there. But having a few, making making them think, oh, actually, don't know, are they going to have a shot? Are they going to work it in or whatnot? It, it makes people think, doesn't it? Yeah, and I've got no problems with players shooting when there's no other options on. Do you know what? Have a pop. 
if someone's having a crack from the edge of the box naturally, if they just slip someone in the one-on-one with the goalie, then I'll be like, come on, it's a team game. But when there's yeah. nothing else on, by all means, have a shot. Or if it just sets up nice in your fancy, go for it. Yeah, more than happy with that. And now, as I pass over to Johnny to do a quick preview for Saturday's game against Reading, if you want a pint, get yourself down Burzum, get yourself in Johnny's bar, best pint in Burzum, tell him Bezza sent you, and he'll charge you the same price as everybody else. Over to exactly. you, Johnny. Well, going into going into the weekend, um, well, before yesterday, Reading hadn't won a game of football for 14 league games. Um, and hadn't won a pre-season game this season either. So it's it it, it straight it stretched that spell to 19 games without a win. Um, their last league win was February. Luckily, they beat Millwall three 0 last night. So hopefully, we've got that off the back again. We can go back to being shit. Four. Oh. Was it four in the end? Sure, it was four. Um, the last time I saw it was three. It could be four. Four nil, yeah. Millwall, Reading for last goal was the 88th minute. Ah, right, okay. So, yeah, gone and scored four past Reading, so that get, get that gets that sorted hopefully. Um, but yeah, that see one of the relegated teams that comes that that's come down. Um, it's going to be quite an interesting game, I think. Yes. Um, Sam Smith's out till Christmas. Um. But they have signed Harley Dean. Um, they've they've signed Louis Swing. Yeah, Dean, uh, the Sutton keeper that was at Liverpool. Bush Clark uh, played in goal last night. Oh, yeah. Dean Buzanins. Yeah, that's he was the on one. the bench last night. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was yeah. the one who ran the length of the pitch to um to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. at their place when we lost four three. Yeah. I think yeah. signed him last uh, season. Yes. He was like on the bench for most of the season. Right, right. Uh, Harvey Nibs. Yeah, Har- Harvey's there, isn't he? So obviously Big Andy Caddle's still there. Yeah, he didn't play last night, so he's nobody prob- played on Saturday. I can't wait to see Andy Carroll play. I'm dead excited about it. <laughs> I'm excited about it until our wing backs decide not to stop crosses in the box and our defenders are zonal marking. I I I don't I don't think he's gonna get the chance. He's going to punch Smith after about 10 seconds. I can't wait. He's, he... Christ. That is going to be a battle, isn't it? Smith, he just needs to go and pinch him straight away. Yeah. I mean, Cassie <laughs> will be talking about the tune. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're not going to be able to understand them. They're going to go high-pitched Geordie, aren't they? Aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah obviously, Robbie Savage, son Charlie's just signed there. Yeah, sc- scored yesterday as well. He did. Um, but these seem to look like a four-four-two, so this is going to be an, an interesting one. Mm. So, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a quite an interesting day. Um, like you say, they've, they've got some, they've got some good players in there. They've, they've obviously got a manager that's managed higher up um, in the pyramid. wasn't very successfully managed higher up, but has done. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be quite a quite an interesting day. I don't know, I don't really know what to expect two games into the season. They've lost to Peterborough 1-0, which is not a not a terrible result, is it? And then got and put four past Millwall. Now, whether that's Millwall's strongest side, I, I don't really know. Millwall got a good yeah. result on Saturday in the league as well, didn't they? 
But yes, they beat, they beat Middlesbrough away 1 0. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't draw any conclusions, can you? I mean, this, this early season, it's absolute chaos. I don't know what to expect from us, and I don't know what to expect from them. So it's it's going to be, it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be brilliant one way or the other, I think. I expect goals from the way we play. Yeah. Against. Either way. Both. I think we're very creative and very open, and I'd like to see us sort that openness for Saturday. To be honest, it is then. I'd take a nil-nil. Just give me some assurances that we can be compact and defend. Fair enough. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I, I remember I played in a two-one, played eleven aside, and we won two-one. I remember being buzzing coming off that we played in a proper score. Like you know, normally when I play eleven aside, it's like seven-five or something. I'm yeah, thinking that that was just horrendous. But I remember winning the game two-one. I'm thinking. Yeah, that's a proper scoreline. So, a, a nil-nil at this stage would would feel like, yeah, we can we can do that. We can we can shut a team out, and I'd probably take a point as well if you offered it me now. Mm. Keep us off the bottom for a bit longer. That's that's the spirit. <laughs> until Wigan win a couple more. Yeah, keep us off the bottom until Wigan win another two. So, but yeah, well, the appointed move is out the relegation. So, well, depends, doesn't it? Does depend, but hopefully it would. What teams on zero currently? Exactly. But yeah, so what? What starting eleven would you go with, Bez? Big Connor and goal. Yeah. Black three. I'm presuming that Low and Kofi aren't back. So I think I'm going with the same as last night. Back three, I'm going Cass, Smithy and Big Alex. Okay. Um, wing backs, again, I'm assuming Mitch isn't back. If Mitch is back, he's in for Plenty. If Mitch isn't back, I'm going Plenty and Grant. Midfield three, I'm going more compact than last night. So Oli Arblaster's missing out, bless him, and I don't think he deserves to. But I think we need someone in there to help Ojo defensively. So I'm going Ojo, Sang and Cheslet, with Sang playing a deeper role next to Ojo. Could be Garrity, could be Sang. I'm just going Sang at this point, just because I think between the two of them, Sang probably looks after the ball a little bit better than Ben. And I do like see Ben a bit further forward of the three where he can go and harass people. Um, so that's my three. And then obviously it's Alice and Thomas up top. Fair enough. Andy, any changes? Probably not, no. I don't think there's um, a great deal of wiggle room for the for the back three. I don't think the you know, low end um, thingy. Um, Big Gove. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be ready yet, are they, by the sound of it? Uh, Clark, what do we reckon with him? Is he... Um, I, I think he's going to have a chance, you know. Yeah. Don't know why. I don't I haven't got any inside information for anything. Bloody Albez knows Clark's fit. I haven't got a bloody clue. No, I think yeah. Clark I think Clark was probably protected last night, wasn't he? So. I do. It was an impact injury, wasn't it, against um Barnes and he come out at full time and hobbled towards the fans. Yeah. So I think he could play if we need to. 
Oh, fingers crossed for him anyway. But... Unless they say to him, save yourself for Blackpool, have a day at the seaside. Mm, possibly. I'd agree with the um, midfield three, I think, probably. And it feels harsh to drop Garrity, maybe. I mean, he didn't have the greatest games on Saturday, but he's probably got enough in the bank to deserve not to get dropped by a bad performance. But Chislett's probably earned his place now, so I'd probably play with him at the front of the three. And for the sake of balance, probably Ojo and Sangers, if if they can just hold it together, that's probably as solid a, a midfield three as we've got, I think, uh, for the time being. So, yeah, more or less, that's his team, isn't it? Yeah, and he changes Johnny. I think Garrity sneaks in above Sang. Um I think we might see Sang right wing back if um, Mitch isn't fit. But yeah, apart from that, I think Tim, we're, we're, we're kind of comfortable at the minute, aren't we? With, yeah, with... That wouldn't be against Garrity over Sang, by the way. No, I think. Could go either way for me. Yeah, I think it could to for be me. Fair to Sang, um, he looked a lot more comfortable in his short cameo at right wing back last night than he did at Barnsley. But, yeah. you know. By the time he'd moved there, the game was was sort of a shapeless mess, wasn't it? So, you know, he, he had last night. He it was a bit more of a structured game, and he could actually go and do what he, a, a job. Whereas on Saturday, it was just all it was it was all chaos by then. So, um, yeah, decent decent sub appearance um, and. Massey probably deserves a shout-out as well for coming on and uh, getting that assist. Yeah, as I said earlier, he did very well, Massey, when he came on. He really did. As much as people who listen to this know last year, they give him a lot of stick. Don't agree with the booing when he's coming on the pitch. He's wearing the veil shirts. End of the day, support the lad, get behind him. And he produced for us last night. Also lovely to see Willow come on. I thought Willow had a you know, good impact when he came on as well. Just, um, just about. We need, we need everyone a bit more match fit. I think that's all. Yeah. We need, and especially players who Willow, who's joined us part way through the preseason, is probably not quite there yet, and and he needs, he needs his match fitness, doesn't he? He's the sort of player who thrives on being match fit. If he's only so many percent, then he's he's not really firing, is he? So, um, time of the first goal then by avtimings.com. Yep, avtimings.com. Get yourself over there, sign up for a race. I haven't ran since my knee infection, so I'm going to try tomorrow and then I will get over and sign up for a race. Let's get yourselves over there. I'll let you know what race I've signed up for. If anyone wants to join me and wobble around with me, Um, I'm going. 12th minute, Josh Thomas puts the veil one up. Okay, Andy, what about you? I was going to go 11th minute, but I'm probably going to have to change that now because he's too close to Dan's. Well, it's fine. All right, I'll have 11th. Yeah, uh, just literally, that was, I I think it could be one of those games where there's an early goal when we might fall behind. Um, (sighs) I think he might be a Reading player. That, that one who scored last night, whose name I can't pronounce. Savage. Yeah. 
No, the the young lad. I assume he means there. Yeah, the fox I, I don't know. I, I looked at his name and I thought he said exhibitionism, but I don't think that's how you pronounce Calvin. it. Calvin. Calvin Echebanuma. He scored after one minute and 51st minutes. Yeah, him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good like luck with that, Dan Tanley. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Johnny, where are you going? I'm going the 49th minute of the first half. <laughs> um, just, just, just so we're just so we're clear, it's the first half. Yeah. Um, and I'm going Ben Garrity, the best on earth. And what results are you going for, Johnny? One nil win. One nil win. Andy. Two one veil. Two one veil. I'm going even more optimistic. I'm going three one veil, and I don't know why. That just feels stupid, but I'm going 3-1 Vale. You're asking for a 0-0 and now you're going 3-1 Vale. I'm asking for a 0-0, but I don't think it'll be 0-0. I don't think we're capable of keeping a clean sheet at the moment. And I think we've got enough creativity school. Fair enough. I'll snap your hand off for a 0-0. Fair enough. And as as we, as we we're about to finish now, there's 20 minutes left of the Burton game. So yeah, before we do, just a big Saturday. Johnny, you'll be back in the paddock. Andy, you're in the ammo. Yeah. So be interested to hear your views from there. Lake Building Society's match sponsors. So I will be having a three-course meal and watching the game from up there. So I'm looking forward to that. And thank you to Leek and people at work for asking me to go in. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, Sadie. I'd, I'd probably stay away from the three-course meal. Would you? Why? Yeah. Not, not, no, it's not very nice, but I, I'm watching you on camera. Probably stay away from it. See what she has got out Cheeky bastard. <laughs> I haven't been able to run for two weeks. I probably have. In fact, no, because I've been fat club tonight um, and I put one pound on in them two weeks where I've been poorly and I've been eating and not running. So I'm all right with that. That's decent. Then you've done well there. Yeah, they do say the camera adds pounds to you. Yeah, how many cameras are on you? Five. Five sound then. That's all right then. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I didn't put the camera on. You see? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, go on, as you were saying, Johnny. Yeah, so you asked us to do something pre. So the, the, the sort of Wheel of Fortune style, who do we want in the next round as per the Veil tweet? Now, yeah. obviously it doesn't say home or away, but my what I landed on, I'd want them at home, and that's Nottingham Forest. Yep, so this is who we landed on, not necessarily who we're saying we want. So Nottingham Forest, Johnny, you landed on. I landed on one for Stu's household because I landed on Burnley. I think you'd want them at home as well. Yeah, we them the League Cup, didn't we? We yeah, have, what? yeah. Yeah. Byron Moore. I was in a box. Oh, that. I was yeah. I was in the paddock because they shut the stand and it was grim. You could barely see the ball. But it was when Norman was um, not really maintaining the floodlights i think because it was cost the, money yeah it was the dimmest uh, light i've ever watched a football game in yeah but yeah and who did you get andy i got lincoln and Ooh. i'll have them at home because i don't want to go there again anytime yeah soon. yeah lincoln and I've who got... do we want that's who we got who do we want who do we want yeah hey, selfishly I'd, i want I'd, uh, everton away yeah, I'd like Everton away for 
relive 1996 FA Cup that you hear me talk about a lot, Johnny? Yeah, well, I just want to go because obviously the stadium's going, isn't it? So Yeah, last season at Goodison, isn't it? Yeah, I think for, for, for me, I think it'd be nice Everton, for Everton either way. Um, because if we get them at home, I reckon they bring 4,000, don't they? Or as close to 3,300. Yeah, three, that's it. Um, and then in the Premier League, like I say, we're looking at Burnley, Sheffield United, avoid like the plague. Wolves, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, and it's it's home. For those that aren't aware, it is still north and south, so we can't get Chelsea, we can't get whoever else was south yeah. that isn't in Europe. Yeah, I was just saying. And, and then Forest, I wouldn't mind Forest at home as well. I reckon they, they'd bring a decent decent crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the Burton but, score as we, uh, there's what? Sorry. What's the Burton score as we. As, as, as 2 0 Leicester. Yeah. So right, we could so, get Leicester. Yeah, we haven't played at the uh, King Power, have we? No, I'd take that. Yeah. Be a new yeah. crowd. I've been a yeah. gig there, but I've never, I've never played, I've never watched us play there. So, I'm take that. There's just one team I don't want, and it's Stoke. I don't want Stoke. Agree. I'm 100 percent with you, and people think I'm daft. What's your view on it, Andy? I'd, I'd rather not. It's just hassle, really. Um... And I hate to say they seem to have sorted the shit out. They seem to have do- had a good transfer when they. They seem to be on the up again this season. Not saying they're going to get promoted because I don't think they will, but they do seem to have sorted the shit out. I don't want playing when they're flying. If you listen to the radio, it sounds like they've already won the league. Oh, yeah. And the cup. It's all I'll say is it's early days. They might turn out to be very good, or it could just be a bit of early season optimism. Yeah. Because they've been wrong. Nothing's gone wrong yet. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you have to enjoy it while it lasts. Some for us, it'd be like a an, a bubble that gets burst. You know, we, we've we've had it enough times, haven't we? Good starts. Yeah. Don't really. They might last the distance. I don't know, but you know, you, you know when you feel like your your mates getting excited because the his team's playing well, and you're thinking you're just building yourself up for a fall here. Let's so, we'll have to see how, how how that goes. But I think. From the policing bill, I don't think we could afford Stoke at home. I don't think no. we could afford Wolves at home as well. No, yeah, yeah that, that, that is the only thing with obviously Wolves as well. Like, I did say walking out yesterday that whilst I'd like Wolves for the fact that we're probably going to get 12,000, 13,000 in, it obviously doesn't come without its risks, does it? No, no. I want a shit league two club at home so we can get through to the third round. And then maybe get a trip to Old Trafford, to Anfield, somewhere like that. Go oh. on there. Yeah, we're, we, we went. We had I went. Old Trafford and then you... Right, let's go again. I said, I want a third round trip to Old Trafford or Anfield. So I want a shit league two club at home. So I'll go crew at home. Crew at home, fair enough. Yeah. They've just refunded all their fans for a 1-1 draw and winning on penalties. Why? They have, just as a thank you for going Sunderland. All 220 of them have been refunded for the match ticket. By the club? Yeah. Fucking shambles, that. Yeah. So. 
fucking shambles. I did see on um, Twitter that some of the crew coaches got attacked by Sunderland fans with bricks. Oh, well, that's that, that. I thought I thought them days were gone, but I did, yeah, but no, obviously not. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that's us done. I think it is. Obviously, we'll we'll hear from from the club at some point tomorrow. Um, we'll hear from Bowers and Leggy on Sport at six tomorrow as well. So if if people are about, give that a listen because last week's was quite good and they've got some good content lined up and a bit of discussion going on. So that'd be nice and get involved if you can because obviously it's interactive. Um, All I will say is this is great content that we're um, talking about who we want in the draw. When most people listening to this will already know who we've got. And right. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll know that our reaction was sincere when we draw Forest at home, and I'm 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 excited by it. And when we draw Crew at home, and I go yes, yeah, there you go, and then we lose three 0 and I blame you. I think we get Bradford away because that's probably the one of the most boring draws we could get. That or Salford away, just someone who we've played enough times in the league over the last that's, few years. Yeah, that's a proper veil draw, Bradford away, isn't it? I don't want it. Does anyone want Wrexham away? No. no. I don't need that in my life. No, I agree. We've already got them in the pizza trophy. But for those we get the telly, though, won't we? Well, you're bound on the telly you have a Wrexham draw, wouldn't you? Yeah. Christ, could you imagine if Wrexham draws Salford? Christ, Sky will be having a little, little bloody wank fest. Salford are yesterday's news now, aren't they? Nobody cares about Salford. Anymore. They are becoming that, aren't they? But that might be good for them. They've actually they've actually put together an half decent side this year as well. Salford have, yeah, yeah, it'll be quite impressive. But uh, anyway, we're 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 just shit chatting now. I think we're trying yeah. to. Yeah, um, Thursday night is is I listened last um, week. It was a good show, I think. Uh, Leon, um, yeah, look forward to that Thursday nights now. Sort of Radio Stokes Vale night, so um, should be good hopefully. Yeah, looking forward to it. Happy days. So we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Like Bez says, get yourself down to Johnny's Bar um, tomorrow. He's open Thursday. Yep, he's open Thursday, open Friday, and open before and after the match Saturday. So get yourselves down there. He's, he's got Has he got TNT, as it's now called? He has, and he's got yeah. Sky Sports. Lovely. So all the, all the Premier League football, because that's back, so we know yep. people are getting in and watching that. Um. And yeah, get yourself up to the club, experience the fan zone. Um, this this one, hopefully, it's going to be lovely weather. Um, should be a decent crowd. Although it now says seventy nine percent chance of rain on Saturday, but anyway, who cares? It's football, the first one. Get yourself up at the club nice and early, and let's have a let, let's have a party atmosphere and get behind the boys. So, until then, we'll be back Saturday p.m. Um, to review the masterclass versus Reading. We've all predicted a win, so don't let us down. And have an ale and up the veil. So, it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight. And enjoy it through the app. Johnny. Yeah, there we go. So order make delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's 
Ale.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.